Welcome to the Black Men Think Podcast. If this is your first time here, know that the views and opinions expressed by the Black Men Think Podcast, are those of the Black Men Think Podcast and not the individual members. With that being said we're about to be unapologetically, undeniably black. Enjoy. So look, man, it's um, it's been a it's been an interesting couple of weeks, bro. Interesting couple of weeks. So, um, I just want to have like a real conversation with y'all because it's I, it's information that that I'm lacking that that I just need help with. So, I just got one question: How do you buy a house, bro? <laughs> like for real? <laughs> you just like, go buy it, man. Yeah, you, hey, hey, you go for your. Uh, you go to, you go to your bank. You go to your bank and tell them, hey, this is what I need, and bam, you just buy it. Now, I, I wish it was that simple. I mean, it's that simple for some people, but, some you know, people. it's, yeah, I mean, it's it's just the process, man. It's, it's going, having that experience recently is like, you learn a lot, you soak in a lot, you come out feeling like, man, I can be a real estate agent, but, I mean, it's a lot more work than, you know, looking from the outside in, but, um I mean, my my advice would be to, of course, lean on um, people, the knowledge from people that, you know, just, you know, that done it before. Right. Um, of course, anybody in the real estate uh, business, they, they're going to tell you the ins and outs. But at the end of the day, everybody's experience can be different. Um, for example, like I was um, I was told to, you know, not necessarily. Well, I'm not going to say not necessarily. I was kind of told to stay away from banks as far as like trying to get, you know, a loan or whatever, because mm-hmm. of just it, bank, big business, this, that, the other, try to go through like, you know, a, a lender or a smaller lender or something like that. And mm-hmm. fortunately, um, I had a relationship with a bank. And so I decided to take that route to give them a chance. And it, it worked out, you know, it worked out pretty good for me as far as, you know, interest rate and everything. Of course, you got to have your credit score, right, know, right, right. that in line. Um, one of the things, one of the things that helped me out was that I had everything in order as far as, or not say, well, in order. And also I had stuff available. Like I had all the necessary documents available. So whenever like, the mortgage, huh, what? Like, 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 so when you say you had everything available, like what's everything, what do you, what do you mean? Like the, whenever the mortgage um, advisor needed stuff like, um, I need pay stubs. I need your um, bank statements. I need your, you know, your retirement account funds. Any anything that was related to the application process, gotcha. I had that, or I could readily get it. Okay. And speaking with speaking with her, she kind of told me how that made things easier on her end too. Because as she requested those things, she can get them over, you know, get them into her file, so it can it can move the process along because. If you're the type of person that delay on, you know, um, getting access to different documents, then that's going to just hold things up. And gotcha. you don't want to you don't want to um, have that issue. So, I mean, that, that definitely is, you know, having all the documents ahead um, or, you know, having access to those things. Um, um, it, it's always helpful. But um, I would say and always another thing, too, is um, shop around for rates. Um, you know, um, that's, that's something you don't want to just limit yourself to one. I mean, if you, if you hit it, you know, 
um, hit it the first time with a great interest rate, and that's one of the lowest in the market as far as your research online or whatever, then, hey, you know, run with it. But if, if you feel like, hey, I probably can get something a little lower, then always, right. you know, check around. How check many around places How many places did you um, look at in terms of looking for uh, rate? I looked at, let's see, one, two, three, three, maybe four. Because okay. what you'll find is, and depending on, the type of you're buying or whatever property you're buying let's say if it's new construction um you may have um and I don't, i'm not sure about um well that probably wouldn't apply to something that's you're buying from somebody else but let's say if it's new construction certain built well probably all of them i'm thinking um probably have their own lenders okay they have their not own lenders they have preferred, their preferred, preferred lenders, preferred lenders. Yeah, 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 yeah and so they yeah. can give you you know they you know they have whatever promotion they have going on at that time and so a lot of times um builders like to like for you to use their preferred lenders because they know how the process will go with their preferred lenders as far yeah. as closing and this that and the other um compared to using somebody else outside I mean, they always can be delays and, you know, getting things done so that you can close on time. So it just, you, you have to just basically just, man, you just do your homework, um, ask, ask all the questions. Never, it, with my mortgage advisor, she was so helpful. And I felt like, I'm, I'm sorry to keep asking you this, that, no, but even it's like, hey, I, you, you told me this, but I don't quite understand it. Understand it, and yeah, hopefully, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you have a good mortgage advisor, I mean, of course, they're going to take the time to, you know, hey, this is how things work, or this is what I meant when I said such and such. Um, but yeah, ask, ask all the questions, man, um, because, I mean, it, it, it's a major purchase. So um, yeah. just you just do your research and, and um, hey, just go at it. Did you yeah. use a realtor, Corey? Yeah, yeah, I did. I used okay. a real estate agent. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was helpful, too. Um, my agent was, you know, on point um you know communicated things um when i you know i had questioned the availability was there um so it, it's it's good to build that rapport with your your real estate agent um be clear on what you're looking for um if you set up you could set a, a price point but of course you know this market how things can be yeah, yeah um so just just know that hey you know even though i have my this is my target amount I may have to go, if I find it at my target amount below that, good. But, you know, if it's something that I really like, um, then, you know, the, if I got to pay a little bit more for it, then fine, because it's, it's the market is crazy. Um, yeah. It's just speaking with my real estate agent and other people, other um, real estate agent, it's just that how, like, they, it's, they're saying, like, it's, it's how it's been crazy maybe the last year or so, mm -hmm. how places, again, like, crazy amount of offers people doing cash offers um yeah, they're paying yeah. over the appraised amount and it, it's just you it's know it's a seller's market right 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 market. and I, I don't know i don't know how it's died down lately um i mean of course once i'm out of it you know i'm not really looking into it but <laughs> right, um right, i'm right. sure i'm sure it's probably still crazy out here but um, it, it means, right you said what now there's not a lot of inventory right now you know just right in right Right. And and yeah. one thing I didn't one thing I didn't realize until somebody brought it to my attention was that the I mean the market is crazy everywhere. And, right. and it's like if so if you got property in California, New York, DC area, DMV, whatever, and you can sell your property and make pretty good off of it, 
you can move down south <laughs> right and that's how you're able to have cash offers on places yeah. because you 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 know you're paying way more than where you're coming from than than you're paying from here and you have making cash offer and so you're you're basically eliminating people that are you know trying to get loans because i mean if you got if, if i'm a seller and somebody got a cash offer i don't know i'm probably going to be like and they're willing to pay over my asking price yeah that's that's kind of you know that's kind of hard to turn down but um I mean, it's, 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 it's a war out there. <laughs> yeah, man. That's a little inside joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know what you're talking about. Shout out to Kobe, uh, left of Brazil, man. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, it's, you know, we, we in, um, we have a, a unique opportunity for us, um, uh, in the Goodwin household. And so I'm just trying to gather information, man, um, and see. Like for us, we we rent the house that we that we're living in now. We got the opportunity to uh, maybe purchase this house. So, um, you know, we're just trying to trying to figure it out now, man. And, and we're thankful that we got partners and, and and friends who already went through this process because, like, my wife and I, we were talking earlier today. Like, man, this stuff ain't taught, bro. Like, we ain't we're not doing enough oh. talking in our community about it. And it was just so crazy for us. And like, man, we've learned so much over the last couple of months. It's like looking at, shout out to Earn Your Leisure. Like we've been watching a lot of Earn Your Leisure videos and, and different people they have coming on and just talking about finances and all of that. And, and thankfully for us, we, we've been on a financial like freedom journey for a while. And so we, you know, debt free and we both have, you know, good credit. And, um, but we haven't went through the process of trying to purchase a home. And, and you know, you find out, very quickly that like some of that stuff don't even matter for real especially in the time that we in right now because like Corey just said you have legit people offering cash money for anything you know what I'm saying like these people are mm -hmm. retiring and coming to Atlanta to live and like they come in here with two million dollars because they just sold their house in Cali and they got money to spend so you know we, you know, so we, we don't, you know, we don't know, we don't, we don't know what it's going to look like, but we're, we're going through the process now. And so I'm glad I got y'all here that we can kind of discuss it. I know, Mo, you went through this. Um, It's been over a year now, right? Has it been over No, a no, year? no, no. It's, no, it's only been seven, seven months. Seven months. Seven okay. Months so yeah. coming up, on a, well, over a little half, over a half a year. So what was the process like for y'all? Because I know y'all have a, a unique situation as well. So. Yeah, I'll tell you, man, um, you know, for me, this was brand new, like mm -hmm. never had scratched the surface of, of trying to purchase a home, let alone understand the process behind it. Like my wife had already gone through that, you know, um, even as all of us were just kind of fresh out of college, she just right. kind of took that step early before we were ever even dating or anything of that nature. And so she had already kind of walked through that process and learned a lot of the, the tricks of the trade and you know, when we got married, we we stayed in the same home that uh, she had originally purchased. Right. So this is our first home that we just purchased together. Um, so for her, um, you know, it was a refresher. But for me, man, this is a brand new world. And I think for us, it was starting with some of the practical things. Um, we, you know, obviously have kids. Um, so a schools, you know, was was a major factor in terms of making a decision about where we want to live. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, man, the eyes were open very quickly right. about location, location matters. Like it, it, like you hear location, 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 bro, it, it's not a game. Um, 
where the same home in you know four or five different school zones has four or five different prices mm. no matter what the what the floor plan is what the builder is it all like that school zone matters um because at the end of the day and i'm gonna say it as practical as it can be if you're in the hood you can find you an affordable home with a whole bunch of space and you're looking like man i got a mansion and i only spent 250k yeah well that's that same home in a school zone you know you think of school zone ratings it's from one to ten right and so if you got a school that's in a two to, to four range i mean it's going to be a very affordable home because that's a low rated school zone right, low, right. Low, and what that means is a low performing school zone for those of you who either do or do not have kids whereas you know if you go into some of the more fluent areas in atlanta um, or in any city really and you see you know school zones going like seven through ten those prices are shooting up because guess what there's a certain audience of people that typically can afford to stay within good school zones right, right? Um, and those school zones are high performing. They've got a lot of resources in both the school and the community. Those things matter. What's around the home that you're looking for matters. So a lot of people think about what they want the home to be, right? What they want the inside and the outside of the home to look like. But really, you kind of have to have your brain wrapped around what you want your lifestyle to be like, you know, yeah, because exactly. really what you're paying for when you buy a home is a lifestyle. You're not just paying for the home because yeah. you're going to get what's around the home. Like, you know, and I mean, you got to think about things from as simple as how many dogs are in your community, you know, mm -hmm. what types of dogs are in your community. If you've got kids, um, how do people park? Do they park in their driveway? Do they park in the street? What do they park on the street? You know, I mean, I've, right. I've kind of lived in a lot of different settings. I've, I've lived in places where, you know, 18 wheelers are parked down the street in your neighborhood. In your neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. In your neighborhood, you know, um, and, you know, whether or not you have, parks, whether or not you live in a high uh, crime area, you know, there's so many questions and factors outside of the actual building so, that you yeah. either want to build or purchase that you need to think about. Uh, and, and you just kind of have to answer a lot of questions about what type of lifestyle you want when you're thinking about a home. Because for us, it was school zone first. You know, we wanted to take our kids out of a private education, A, because that money just, it pours out and our kids are young, but we're not, you know, that wasn't a sustainable model for us. So we were like, okay, at some point, um, we want to move our kids into a public school zone that we feel um, is going to give Black children resources and opportunities that we just don't see in, in the hood, right? right. And, and we kind of we kind of moved from, you know, um, a, a decent area of the city, although it was not one of the best. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, but we did know that we never wanted to send our kids, you know, to the schools because of the, the performance rates of the schools. We wanted to give them a better opportunity. So for us, it was school zone. And then it was really about what we felt was going to give us the home that that was enough space for us, but also the home that was um, wasn't going to make us house broke. You yeah, know? yeah. And that's that's the thing about home shopping, man. You can. So what is what is that? You said that term, house broke. What is that? House broke, man. Like where you buy a home that you can, of course, afford mm -hmm. by the numbers, but you know you end up paying out so much more money um per month per mortgage payment than what you really should mm. and people do this in different ways right they do this with cars um they do this you know at times with whatever whatever you feel like you need to take out a loan for or put on a payment plan um you don't want to over exert yourself like you know don't go beyond your limits and so you need to set yourself boundaries 
because I'm going to tell you, you'll go to a realtor and say, you know, and I'm just throwing a number out there. You'll say, hey, I got, you know, $250,000 that I really want to use uh, for a home. Um, she'll be like, okay, you have a down payment. You'll be like, yeah, I'm willing to, and this is just a scenario. I'm willing to put down right. 10%, right, um, on a home. When you go shopping, nine times out of 10, your realtor is going to take that number that you give her and start there. Yeah. You know? And so by the time you see the house that you really love, it's probably going to be 325. <laughs> you know, and, and, and if I say modestly speaking, it may be 290, you know, but if you've done your numbers at 250 and you keep pushing it up because you, your eyes start glistening and you see this feature or you see right, that little right. additional add-on to a crib, you'll end up house broke, signing off on something that is your dream home. But in honesty, you're going to be struggling to afford it, you know? Gotcha. So you got you to, gotta, I mean, in general, just understand more about where you want to live, what you want your environment to be like, and then how much you really want to be putting out per month. Yo, so like I, like I said earlier about our situation, man, and it's something that, I've, I, I mean, I prayed on a couple of years ago and, and just really thinking about just different opportunities. And, and I'm thinking now, all of the things that you said that go into factor into buying a home, right? So both my wife and I, we've always said we didn't really want to be in a, uh, like a new subdivision. Like we like houses that have like the, the old character that we can renovate. Like that's one of our favorite things. We watch a lot of HGTV. And so we're cool with being able to fix up a home and, and all of that. That's kind of like one of the things that we wanted to do. Um, but I will say one of the unique things, because there may be somebody out there like me that that is renting a home and, and may have an opportunity to purchase the home they're renting. I'll say one thing that's, that's super unique about what you just said, Mo, that I mean, I've been living here now going on five years. And so, I mean, in five years, you know the neighborhood, right? So I know, right. and, and to be fair, I live in a neighborhood that is, I mean, it's a good neighborhood, bro. We, we have a lot of older people in our neighborhood, which serves us great because we're the youngest people in the neighborhood and we don't have like crazy traffic or anything like that. And, you know, we, we are fortunate to have good neighbors and left, right, and in front of us, like, you know, we just, we live on a yeah. good street. Um, and it, it's an older neighborhood all the way around. And so we don't have, we don't get a lot of issues. You know, they're knock on wood, there haven't been anything significant, you know, or anything crazy that don't happen in this time period. But mm -hmm. staying here for that time, you get an opportunity to kind of figure out all the things that you kind of already, like, we've already made a list. Like, we know what we need to work on before there's even a, a purchase of a home. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that's a, for somebody that that's in, that, that may be their situation, I think that's something that you can kind of look at and can can draw on and take from. Because I guarantee, bro, if we was here for, like, four years and we see, like, how crazy the neighborhood is, I don't care if you are selling the house. We're like, no, we don't want it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think it, it gives us a unique space and opportunity to kind of um, go off of what we have going on here and, and kind of open the door for some different conversations. But I do want to go back on something we said earlier about us not having these conversations enough, right? Like we all went to, uh, we all graduated from a Georgia public school. So we all pretty much had the same uh, curriculum and I don't remember taking a real estate class in high school I don't did, did any of y'all no. take a real estate class in high school I don't no, absolutely uh, not absolutely not right and so all of these things that we're learning in our 30s 
while the information has been there, we have to figure out a way to, to continue and to start having these conversations in, in our communities. And so why do y'all feel that these conversations are not happening? Like, are, is this hidden information or is it just like we're not, because the, the, the only thing that I've ever been taught, and you know, this could just be me, but my parents would just say like, oh, y'all need to buy a house. But that was mm -hmm. it. There was no like explanation. There was no telling me how to buy a house. There was no information given on what needs to be done. It just stopped at, oh man, y'all need to y'all need to buy a house. And that was it. You know what I'm saying? So how do we how do we start that? And what's the problem of why we're not talking about that in our community? Enough. Because we are talking about it, but not enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just the reality, man. Like ownership is never um been a prevalent thing in our communities to begin with um you know obviously black people's history in this country ain't what white people's history in this country right 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 i mean that's 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 period you know um but the reality of where we usually start from is so different mm. you know um you look at an average white american you know family you know we're not just i mean obviously that spectrum is, is also wide but i mean i'm talking yeah, yeah. about a family that's pretty well off right um there's probably a property or two or multiples that are already in being passed down from generation to generation where the value of that own of that asset in a sense belongs in the family so yeah, you're already definitely. starting ahead whereas Typically in our communities, um, it's potential, you know, possible for us that we're passing down bad debt, you know, um, and, and I said bad debt because there's good debt as well, right? Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. for us, you know, if either we're passing down bad debt or we just don't have ownership of things that are going to, um, you know, make a person's value start from a certain spaces. So we, we just don't have the finances or the financial understanding in our communities because and, you know, nine times out of 10, it's just not the reality for us. You know, we. Yeah. We, a lot of us are breaking generational curses. Like we're the we're first. Literally in these conversations like this. Yeah. We are the first to do those type of things. Yeah. You know, from the intricacies you know, or, or from the, the, you know, broad stuff, even all the way down to the intricacies, like what type of mortgage, how many years should you take, you know, um, at what age? Like, you know, should you take a 15? Should you take a 20 or 30? Um, you know, nine times out of 10, we're looking at, well, how, you know, what's my low, how can I get the lowest monthly pay rate that I could get? And we mm -hmm. sign off on a 30 year loan, which is low key slavery, you know, and that's a harsh word for it, but it's just the reality that you get stuck paying for a property. Your interest is so great over all of that time where you're not thinking about that. If you take a shorter loan, there's less interest that you're going to be paying on a home. You know, yeah, it, it's it's a lot of little things, man, that I honestly I'm trying to put into words because I'm still learning it. But man, I'm telling you, it's just eye opening. And one of the most important things, man, is that credit. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I was blessed to, you know, kind of get the hang of, you know, you know, keeping you trying to keep your credit clean and, you know, keeping your score up as much as proper early on. But I'm I'm thinking about like, it was a couple of credit cards I got in college. I got just to get a free T-shirt or, right. or a slice know, of pizza, stuff like that, <laughs> right? Or, or whatever Literally. it was, and, you know. And you know, years down the road, you're thinking like, why did I have all these credit cards for no reason? If you don't get a hold of it, 
I mean, you can go ahead and blow your credit score right there yeah. in college. You yeah. graduate from college, even if you thinking about buying a house, you might even have the credit score to even to even you know get get the house. Um, so, man, that that's another thing too. Not only the you know um, having the conversation about buying a house, but you know start off with hey, make sure you get your credit and have your credit in check because that credit they check credit for everything these days, car insurance. Yeah, and employment status. I mean, they they check it on you know, on all fronts. So yeah, definitely that too because um, that that's a conversation people aren't having, and, and I wonder how it is now. Um, if if people are, I mean, I'm sure people are having it more exactly now. Um, yeah, but it, I so mean, you say like honestly, practical right, rule number one is don't sign up for credit cards. If you go to college, I mean, and I would, I would say, and, and this is the suggestion somebody gave to me years ago. Like, if you can be disciplined enough, get get you one because you got to start. You got to get your credit somewhere. Get you okay. one, and if you, um, somebody told me like, get you one. If you don't do nothing but just buy a tie or something, something inexpensive, and, and you know, pay the pay the bill. You just keep the bill rolling because you you want to establish that that yeah. credit. And and now I know now, um, and I'm sure I don't know how long this has been going on, but you can like um, add your child on your account, your credit account. So and somehow I don't know the the, the prop. Maybe y'all know, but, but I don't know. But I've heard how you can add like someone as a user, and they can build credit somehow. Yeah, yeah, um, I've heard that as well. It's yeah, a, it's yeah, all but, certified. Um, I think a certified user or something. I, I, but yeah, I know. Yeah, authorized user. Yeah, something you can add them to your account and they can build their credit. Make, yeah, something, whatever. Um, most well, here's the trick, bro. When you said pay the bill, did you mean pay the minimum? Mm. Or did you mean actually? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Don't do, don't do the minimum. I mean, this is, well, you know something. I would say, okay, let's, okay, because I've had credit long enough. Let's say if you don't have much, let's say if you got like, I don't know, $50 on there. I don't, I don't even know what the minimum can be on, but let's say it's $10. Uh-huh. Um, if you're not continuing to accrue large amounts, I mean, paying the minimum is not going to hurt, but who who does small amounts on right. credit cards? I mean, so that that's the part you're not going to be disciplined. So for most people, no, don't, don't pay the minimum. Yeah. Um, because me myself personally, like I have a card that I put everything on as possible because I accrue points on there. Mm-hmm. But what I do is I pay it off. I don't like rolling the balance because I don't like paying them interest. Right. So yeah. what I do is I keep it because I know this is something that I'm gonna purchase instead of using my debit card for, I'm just gonna put it on my credit card because that not only helping me to build my credit because I know I'm gonna pay the balance off, but I'm also accruing points at the same time. So so that that um, leads that leads to a, another conversation though, uh, Corey. And um, so two things. The first thing that you said, Mo, when we was talking about the best way to to establish credit, like so, if you're a kid in college, most kids mm-hmm. in college are gonna come to college now with a cell phone, right? And they probably, if they're if they have some type of responsibility, they mom or dad may have told them like, hey, this is your only bill, pay your cell phone bill, right? Mm-hmm. So. What I would suggest doing, and you got to use your own, this is not any legal advice or anything like that. I forgot we had to put these disclaimers out here now that we have podcasts, but get a credit card and pay your monthly bill on it that you already pay anyway, right? Like, mm-hmm. so you already pay your cell phone bill. 
Use your credit, and, and we're talking about 18-year-old college students right now. Get the credit card, pay your $100 a month that you pay on your um, credit, on your phone bill, and at the end of the month, pay off that balance. And you're just doing it every month, and you're right. building credit because right. you're showing that like, oh, okay, cool. I would say yeah, you're showing responsibility and you're paying something that you would have been paying cash for anyway. The other thing that I want to talk about is what Corey said. Corey said, gave a gym, and I don't know if everybody heard it, so I'll repeat it. Corey said that he put everything on, on his credit card because he gets points and he just pays it off. So this brings us to a conversation that I want to talk about called credit card hacking and travel hacking, right? Okay. So my wife and I, we just now starting to get on this. This is something that we knew about, but we didn't really know about in the full scope of it because we just com conflicting information. So similar to what I just said about the cell phone bill, all of your monthly expenses. So if you go out and get, let's say you go out and get a, uh, a Chase Sapphire card or what, whatever, whatever they are. And the key is, is the, the sign-up bonuses. So like you might have a card that says that, oh, if you spend $3,000 in the first three months, we're going to give you 50,000 points, right? Mm -hmm. 50,000 points might equate to $500 or $750 in travel, whatever it is. The key is you take that same credit card and you got 3,000 points, right? Like you have $3,000 that you're going to spend anyway. So you're going to buy gas every week. You're going to buy groceries every week. You're going to have to pay some of your bills, your cell phone bill, maybe some utilities, cable, all of that. Those are bills that's going to be paid every month, no matter what. Put all of those on the credit card and at the end of the month, pay that off with your, you know, with your, your cash that's in your bank account. Mm -hmm. Do that for three months and now you have, you've got the bonus. And so now you have a bonus points and now you take those bonus points and now your vacation for the year is taken care of because you mm -hmm. got the credit card and all the bonus points. So you don't have to worry about like, oh man, I got to save for vacation. Like, no, mm -hmm. use that money. You're, and all you did was just spend money that you was going to already spend. That you was already going to spend. You was already going to spend, and you use those points as a sign-up bonus, and now you're taking that sign-up bonus and literally taking it to go on vacation. And the other part where we'll have to, like, really go in super detail is you can keep doing that, bro. Like, you can get another card and then after three months is up and do the exact same thing on this next card and put mm -hmm. all of your – and so now in a year's time, you got four credit cards in that year time. And there's some other stipulations that, you know, you have to do your research on and go through. And there are some other podcasts that can give you better information than I can. But in a matter of, of a year, you've had four cards. You've rotated all four of those cards. you got all the bonuses. And now you got points accumulated for the year to, like, take four trips off of just paying. Yeah, bro. <laughs> then, then you're going on a trip. You then are you going on a trip and you're gonna use that card to put more points on there? Bingo. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on bro. I, hmm? Listen, man, this sounds like a dream for so many people, bro. But I, I, I gotta highlight what Discipline. is a message. Thank you. Oh, oh, listen, yes. bro. Oh, yes, that's, that's one. Yes, yes, that's yes, one yes. because 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 it is so easy to do that, and then you hit a you hit a bump in the road, right? Whatever yeah. that might be, life happens, mm -hmm. and you got. Two or three thousand dollars, and something come up. Oh, I really can, you know, I'm gonna catch up next month. And two or three nope. months rolled around, and now you're behind. <laughs> yeah, you, now you messed up. Yeah, 
if you're not if about. you're not disciplined enough to do what we're yeah. talking about, you can't do this. This is for Don't people that are disciplined that are paying yeah. their bills off, and they're only on, one is, month. One month can mess you up. And this Listen, is only man. this is only for expenses that you pay for monthly. This ain't going right. out. This ain't going out to your um unless you somebody that have your entertainment budgeted. Where you spend five hundred dollars a month every month on entertainment, I'm talking about things that are constant that will never change that you're paying for every month. Your gas, you're gonna always pay for gas. You're gonna always buy groceries. You're gonna always pay um, your phone bill, your internet bill, utilities. Those are things that are gonna be have to be paid for every year, every month. Those are the things that you pay for every month when you get that that bill, and you just automatically pay it. You put that on the credit card. Don't y'all go trying to put no um right. Go in the state, go to STK and try to put that on the <laughs> and don't and don't be spending don't be spending money in credit at the same time. You put everything on credit. That's what I'm saying. That money, that money, that money you saving to pay your bill. Because those most interest fees eat you eat you up. Most people, let's be honest, let's keep it a buck. Most people do yeah. not have enough discipline oh, for right. this. So if yep. you are listening to this mm -hmm. and you know that, do not lie to yourself. Like, do not say, oh man, this sounds good. When you know that if you get a credit card, you are going to treat it as money that you don't have to pay for yet. Listen, ain't, do ain't not use, this ain't for you. <laughs> this do ain't not for you. use your credit card unless you have the cash available right. to cover whatever it is that you're purchasing. Treat it, treat it like, a, um, like a, a charge card or like a secure card where you put money treat what like treat it like a prepaid card so if right. you can prepay so if you got like five grand to put on that card in cash treat it like that don't treat and it would, like and, and dare i say if you've got five grand don't go above four grand on that oh, card yeah, yeah yeah because yeah. Right. something's gonna happen to your car you're gonna bust a pipe in your home or, or whatever some type of situation will pull more funds than you, than you plan for. Like I said, so Bo, not, yeah. the disclaimer here, this is for people that are financially. So let me put, let me add, let me add something else because you bring up a good point. You mm -hmm. already got an emergency savings fund, right? Okay. That's all, you already got that. Your credit card. You hmm? No, no, I'm okay. saying to do what we talking about doing, you already got an emergency <laughs> fund. Meaning that if something was to happen, you already have reserves put to the side that you can go and tap into those reserves and take care of a busted pipe at home, um, a car, you know, transmission go tire out of your flat. car, tire flat. You already have those emergency savings put to the side. So let me let me let me say this before you before you move on. So from what I've learned, emergency fund, you, you really want to shoot for six months of monthly expenses. Okay. If you Thank can't you. do six months, try to at least at least do three. So if you're out of your job, you can at least maintain for, you know, three to six months. And hopefully within three to six months, you're back on your feet. Yeah. To, All of your to, but not, not just for right, right. Right. Yeah. yeah everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Rent, everything. Whatever. Yeah. Yep. And if you can, if you can, if at over six months, if you can build, I mean, my recommendation, if you can build for longer than six months, hey, go for it. But at a minimum, three to three is on the low end. Yeah. But three you really want to try to target. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So. I mean, and we're not financial advisors, but we're people that don't been through it and can tell life you experience. life experience and, and make the mistakes and tell you yep. that these are ways to, to these are ways to play the game if you're financially responsible enough to play the game. Like it's not because when you think about it, right? 
you're if you think okay, we can be real, real quick, and then we have to go to Patreon. But like, bro, we put money in the bank, they make money off of our money, we make no money off of our money, we spend mm-hmm. our money, and then when it, we spend it, it's gone. And so when you really think about those things, it makes more sense to get points off of your money. Like, why spend my money when I can spend your money, but I'm financially responsible enough to pay you back your money in time and not get charged more for it? You know what I'm saying? I know that's a lot, but that's the game, bro. Like, that's really really the financial services game. Like, the bank literally would take – you got 10 grand right now, go and put 10 grand in the bank. I guarantee if you go there next week and say, I want to pull 10 grand out, they're going to tell you you got to wait a week <laughs> to get your 10 grand that you just put in the bank. I just <laughs> put that 10 grand in the bank on Monday. I want to pull it out on Friday. They're going to tell me, man, you're going to have to wait Tuesday to come get that 10 grand out. We can, we can give you like, we can give you three right now and then you can pick up the other seven next week. Why? Because they are investing your money. Well, when you gave Very it to money. them, they're investing your money to make money off of your money. That's the game, bro. So why not flip that and learn how to make money off of their money? And the way to do that is credit card hacking. We, we dropped like a million gems in a, mm-hmm. in a lot of different directions. Um, we're going to have to do this again. And we, we, you know, we, we're going to have to answer your first question because, you know, we threw some gems out here about how to buy your first home, right? And you know, Corey talked about, um, you know, kind of what you want to look for um, in a in a realtor, what you want to look for in terms of searching for your home, the interest rates, shopping between banks versus, you know, preferred lenders. I told you about looking for the area, like making decisions about what type of lifestyle you want, which I'm going to give you a tool. If you go to greatschools.org, you know, if you got a family, if you're considering like kids, or even if you just want to know the information, like what school zone should I move in? that a family would want to live in. That's really nice. Greatschools.org. You can literally type in the city, the zip code, mm-hmm. tell you everything you need to know. Um, and then we even, you know, kind of drop some gems about credit, how to build it, how to maintain it, when you should not try to go the route of using credit <laughs> right. cards, because right. some of you should not. And yeah. you have to be honest ain't ready yet. about that. You're not ready yet. You can get there. You can get there. Yeah. But you got to do some practical things before that. But uh, yeah, man. I got, so I got the, hey, uh, let me let me add some let me add something else too. Yeah, One yeah. other thing too, with the the um, home buying process is you want to make sure you got the cash on hand for the down payment. Um, I know there are a lot of um, programs and stuff, but make sure you read the the fine print on those programs because some of them like you got to be in the house so many years mm-hmm. um, before you can sell it or you know whatever. Uh, but you, having the money for down payment is, is very important too um, because I mean you're going to have expenses that come up um, and you know when it's time to close you want to make sure you have that that cash on hand and be ready um, so it won't be any any delays there yeah, yeah. you may even qualify for a better better interest rate with, with having the cash on hand so yeah solid. yeah solid that's solid all right so um, before we jump over to Patreon I do got our ask the black man uh, question um oh this is interesting i, I want to hear what Corey answered yesterday this one <laughs> how many pairs oh, of no. shoes do you own ah. uh i stopped counting to be honest what's a ballpark um, bro ballpark uh a couple hundred golly and, and and to be honest 
as I learn more about people and, you know, their hobbies and especially when it comes to like, you know, something like shoes. Yeah. They make my stuff look like <laughs> it is people really are out there. This, you know, that's not just the closet, but a whole room. Oh, um, do you have a shoe room in the crib? Did you? Get oh, no. I, that, that, yeah. That I don't have that many to have a shoe room. Um, that's why I say, mm-hmm. I, I think I feel like I'm on a, I'm on a low end to, to to some people out there. I was like, not, um, on, not on this podcast. <laughs> but but right. this is this right. But this is the thing though. I mean, everybody. Some people like you know. Some people collect. I don't know guns or they yeah. collect. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I got vinyl right here behind people, me. I got a lot of vinyl, so I get it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you know, yeah. it, it's it's um it's um yeah. That, it's not a personal that. attack, bro. It's, Oh no, it's, it's fine. Hey, it's, it's fine. I got good credit, so I ain't really worried. I'm not. Oh, look at the stunt. Look at the stunt. Irrespons- no, I'm just saying, it's never. It's never a time I've been irresponsible or said, "Man, should I get these shoes or should I buy some food or right, should I buy right, some right. gas or yeah, you know yeah, pay yeah. this bill?" No, it, it's never that. <laughs> I got you. I got you. What about you, Mo? I just want to see if I can hold at least ten pair, like you know, for about six months, and I bring them back. You know what I'm saying? Corey didn't say nothing. He ain't said that. You quiet on Oh, oh, I thought you was. Oh, I, I didn't. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> nah, man, I might have. I don't know, man. I may have to leave you in my wheel somewhere, man. You know? No, do that. Do that, dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, um, bro, let me think. I, it can't be over 20. Oh, oh, oh no, no, you, you know, all together dress shoes because you know you got that with them Chelsea boots and them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, no, that, that, like, that's I, all. I'm, that, you know what I'm saying that's all together like dress shoes. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm a, I'm a pretty simple, you know, guy. I, you get I rid of shoes. The, you get rid of shoes. I get, I get rid of I shoes. I, I, I wear. I might buy you know a few quality, like high quality pair, and just. Kind of ride them out for the time I need to ride them out, and then I'll refresh at some point. You know, I'm not really a collector type, but I got you. you know, I like to I like to switch the trend up every now and then. But I don't, I don't own a lot of shoes. Yeah, I'm um. Last time I counted, I was at like ninety something, but I've mm-hmm. I've got rid of quite a few. So I think I'm somewhere between like seventy and maybe seventy. Five, I would think somewhere, somewhere, somewhere between sixty-five and seventy-five. Because I, I mean, I, I never hit the hundred mark, but um, it kind of scared me when I, I was like, I'm almost at a hundred. Let me get, you know. And then I went to purging because I have, I went through a phase like, of course, at one point in time, I worked at a shoe store, and I mean, I bought so many shoes from that shoe store at the time period. It was just crazy, but you know, I slowed down um over time but it's nothing better man than going to get get a pair of uh, new shoes bro like it's just something about it i can't explain it maybe it's just like the era that we grew up in but bro nothing compares to like getting a fresh <laughs> pair open up the box bro. It's something about it man. i don't know what it is bro but it, it's something about it and, and as Corey said my credit good too so i don't feel bad about how many shoes i have so i'm <laughs> hey, take care of the responsibility first. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, look, man. Hey, appreciate that question too. That was pretty good. But that was way to wrap up what we're talking about today. But um, hop over on Patreon, man. I don't know what we're gonna talk about on Patreon, but um, 
I don't know. We'll we'll have fun. We'll come up with a topic and talk about it. But look, thank you. Oh, and, and thank you for our. Uh, we had one person subscribe to uh, our Patreon last week, so I'm gonna shout them out. If you want more shout outs, we need y'all to subscribe. But we had one person last week, so we didn't. Make, um, it's Harthon Vincent. I'm I'm sure it's probably Vincent Harthon, but shout out to you, uh, our new patron on, on Patreon. So look, y'all want to? Yeah, welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. We told you we'll make sure we shout you out on the pod. So thank you, uh, thank for you. for um joining joining our Patreon and becoming the thing. So we we really rock with y'all for sure. So hey man, other than that, we appreciate y'all for for um checking in with our Black Man Thing podcast. Uh, we got some important and very um cool things to announce coming up in a couple of months that we ain't gonna tell y'all just yet. So um <laughs> until then we'll see y'all next week. The Black, Black Men Think, Think Podcast. Podcast.